Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's get to the issue of uh, COVID and um, microbiology and what's going on. We have the fourth wave, and now there's a question about booster shots. Dr. Joseph Blondo is back with us. Always appreciate speaking with Dr. Blondo, clinical microbiologist and head of clinical microbiology at Saskatoon's Royal University and Hospital and the University of Saskatchewan. Dr. Blondo, thank you very much for taking the time. What's the argument for, I hate to do this to you, but just in, in 60 seconds, what's the argument for vaccination and passports? Well, Roy, thanks very much for asking me to come on again. The, the argument is really quite uh, simple. Uh, we know that the vaccine is protective to individuals that are vaccinated. It uh, prevents you from developing severe disease requiring hospitalization and, uh, you know, and possibly death. And, um, and everybody has a, a, a part to play in getting the collective immunization of the population up to a number where we make this virus go away if that's possible. What, what the passports would do is it's to recognize those people that are vaccinated and try to give them a little bit more freedom back in their lives, particularly if they want to be traveling and, and where some type of documentation is required. Do we know more about COVID than we did, Dr. Blondo, or are we playing catch-up? And will we forever be playing catch-up with new variants appearing? Well, I think we know an awful lot about this virus now. But as we've learned, the virus has the capability of, of changing with new variants. And, you know, what we saw in the beginning of the pandemic was we saw a virus that targeted primarily elderly individuals and those with underlying medical conditions. And then as the variants arose, we started to see younger people, including children, uh, becoming infected and hospitalized and, and even seeing death rates increasing there. So, so I think we know a lot, but I still think we're trying to learn more about this virus every day. The um, Well, I guess the follow-up question here is, can we get ahead of the evolution of COVID? Is that it's possible? possible? I mean, you know, there are some folks that are talking about an 80% immunization rate uh, within the population as being necessary in order to, you know, get rid of this. And so as a consequence, we really do need to continue with our messaging in order to get people to step forward to get uh, immunized and uh, get our, you know, collective national immunization rate up to that 80% threshold or higher. Have there been any developments that you're aware of that uh, cause concerns about what the vaccine might do to anyone's health? No. Uh, I mean, you know, there was those rare side effects that were identified with the AstraZeneca vaccine and the Johnson & Johnson, and that was the um, those very, very rare blood clots. And then there were some also uh, um, some uh, uh, cardiac-related uh, inflammatory problems associated with the with the Pfizer vaccine, mm -hmm. and um, uh, they they were known for quite some time now, but nothing new has has developed. And Dr. Blondo, when it comes to the uh, the actual vaccines that people have received over the last number of months. Is there a time limit as to their effectiveness? I was reading a story earlier today that suggests in Israel they're saying now that, uh, and it was it was Pfizer related that you that they're going to have to insist that people or they strongly recommend that people get a booster. Yeah, so the, the Americans are are going to announce that if you're eight months past your second uh, vaccine dose, uh, that you're going to be a candidate to get a booster shot. 
they're going to target uh, vulnerable populations first, but I think they're going to open it up to the general public. And um, so that sort of suggests to us that perhaps immunity is waning enough over that period of time that the booster shot would be necessary to elevate your antibody levels to make sure that you're protected against not only the virus, but the variants. Okay. What interests you about what's going on, Dr. Blondo? What, is, what interests you as a uh, microbiologist? What are you looking for? What are you looking at? Well, you know, it's funny because when I was a student, we studied extensively the great influenza pandemic of 1918 to 1920, and, and it's still taught to this day. And, and I think that what, what we're seeing with COVID is the recognition that you can see these viruses jump, say, from the animal population into humans, and that these pandemics can arise. So the question going forward will be, what can we be doing for preparedness in order to deal with the next time something like this occurs? That's what interests me. And there's no question, there will be a next time. Well, I, I think that we have a vulnerable population, and you know, there are lots of uh, organisms in the animal world that uh, sadly, if they make a jump to humans, uh, will cause problems. Yeah, we've done pretty well though, haven't we, over the last year and a half of getting things uh into a better perspective, into a, into better shape? Well, we have. I think that the response, uh, both from the Canadian government and all of the provincial governments, has really been quite incredible, despite the criticisms that people might levy. Uh, the fact that we're at this point and, you know, we've got 65% plus of the Canadian population immunized, and, you know, similar values, uh, a few percentage points uh, within the provinces, I think that was an enormous effort and, and, and sort of a, a tremendous rallying of the troops in order to get everybody to this point that we are. It's fantastic. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 